You're listening to the Mistress of None podcast with Erin Harks. Hello, hello, hello. This is Mistress of None. I am Erin Harks. Thanks for tuning in. This week, I'm going to start exploring the idea of doing some like segment kind of things. Because I mean, as much as I have a lot to say, I want to make sure that it stays interesting and relevant. And I want to uh, think of some ways to make it funny or maybe. Um, I mean, I definitely still have my guests and stuff. I've had some great interviews coming up. But uh, I wanted to talk about something today that it's something that I've always found very interesting. And it could apply to a lot of different things. But I think the best application for that right now is Taylor Swift. And not specifically Taylor Swift, but this is just the best way to explain what I'm trying to say. I feel like, here's how I feel about that. Not that anybody fucking cares. I don't really know Taylor Swift's stuff. I could maybe name like two or three songs. And one of them is only because I had to learn it to sing at weddings. Um, Once I started my own band, I took it off my list. I'm not a fan. Um... I didn't really care one way or the other. But this crazy phenomenon happened. The more people started to talk about how much they couldn't stand her, the more I started to like her. I still don't know any of her songs. But now I think that she's awesome. (laughs) I... I love that she is, she's more popular than the NFL, by the way. Like, I don't know how many people realize that. So to say that she's like ruining football just cracks me up because she's bigger than football. And the numbers for NFL games have been not great, relatively speaking. And they've gotten better since she started going to the games. So for people to say that she's ruining that is just hilarious. And it's usually the same people that say really ignorant and not well thought out things. But the phenomenon of which I speak is one that, like I, I'm i not middle of the road. I'm definitely liberal. I am definitely uh, left-leaning. I might have some, you know, conservative thoughts about things. Um, definitely not super like lunatic fringe liberal, but I'm... I'm Obviously, obviously a liberal. Anybody that knows me, who's heard me speak, who's heard me get into, you know, stupid, pointless arguments online knows that I am liberal. But I feel like I was more middle of the road until a few years ago. And I feel like other people being so extreme with their opinions and so loud about their opinions have slowly been pushing me further and further left. And that applies to so many different things. For example, there are some things that I don't really care for very much, but it didn't really bother me one way or the other. My favorite example of this is cranberry sauce, okay? Every year, Thanksgiving, there's cranberry sauce. There's some people that eat it all year round, usually in a sandwich called a pilgrim or something else, like a cranberry mayo, whatever. But other than that, it's pretty much a once a year kind of thing. I used to just not really care for it. I think that it's bitter tasting. It's kind of a pointless thing to me to waste 
precious belly real estate on the eatingest holiday of the year. I'd rather fill that area with like turkey and mashed potatoes and stuffing. But it wasn't like, I wasn't passionate about it one way or the other. But then I would say something about, you know, like somebody would be like, do you want some cranberry sauce? I'd be like, oh, no, thank you. I don't really like cranberry sauce. And the reaction of people like, what are you fucking crazy? How do you not like, and I'm like, I, I just don't. It's not really a big deal. Or like when there's a movie or something that I haven't seen. Like I remember up until college, I never saw the movie Top Gun. We weren't, we didn't really get to watch a whole lot of movies growing up. My mom was kind of strict. Uh, one time I told my friend that I had never seen Footloose and he started making fun of me until I reminded him that my mother was like the pastor on Footloose and then he laughed and let it go. Um, but when I said that I hadn't seen it and people were like, you know, like, what are you fucking crazy? Or like, you know, like, like you're un-American even. They would say like these like, really extreme things to me even in Jess and the way I'm built I'm like you know what now I'm not gonna watch it even harder I'm not even gonna watch commercials for it I had these guys on the soccer team like try to like like force me to watch it and I just fell asleep I was like that's my only defense um they didn't clockwork orange tape my eyes open but I it I think that Ultimately, what's your point, Aaron? My point is, ultimately, I feel like we would all be better served if we just kept some shit to ourselves. I know that I'm saying that <laughs> on a podcast that I want you all to listen to, but I feel like this is very valuable advice. Like next time you have this big opinion about something that you just feel like you need to share, and I get the irony of, of how I'm putting this, but maybe just, you know, just internalize some shit or maybe write it on a piece of paper and have a little like fire in your backyard and burn it. You know, it could be anything. It could be like, I love cranberry sauce or I love Taylor Swift or whatever. Write it down and fucking burn it. Because here's whatever side you're on. If you are like super over the top fanatical about something, you're going to shove people in the other direction. And... I think that that is important to think about like when we're voting and when we're talking about politics and when we're talking about anything. Like it's okay to be like, you know, passionate and excited about something, but everything doesn't have to be a fight, you know? Everything doesn't have to be a battle to the death. Like consider the source, first of all. Think about the person that is starting this argument with you. One, do you even know them? Like online, even though you're, you know, quote unquote, Facebook friends or, or Instagram followers. Do you know this person? Probably not. So right there, I'm going to draw one of those things like if yes, then and if no, then. So if no, then just move on. If you do know the person, what is their opinion worth to you? Is it worth anything at all? Like I remember I had a friend a while ago. She made fun of my shoes. She said that they looked... um she used a term that I won't use because I'm much politer. Uh, but she basically said that they made me look like a lesbian, which is not an insult because, you know, it's not insulting to look like a lesbian. But what she meant by that was that I was lacking some fashion sense with the footwear that I had chosen that day. And I was, I didn't wear the boots for the longest time. 
And then I was like, you wear gym clothes every single day and I don't think you've worked out since 1994. So why am I giving a shit what you think about my boots? You know what I mean? So I feel like we should all take a break from arguing. Like take that passion and put it towards something positive. Stop fighting about Taylor Swift Especially if you don't like her, because you know what? You're actively making her wealthier. Every time you utter her name, you are making her wealthier. Because you say something about her, people start to look her up, and then some people end up really liking her. And love her or hate her, she is doing very, very well in life. And doesn't see what you're writing and. I'm sure she seems like a very nice person. And if you're writing in her defense, I'm sure if she saw it, she would really appreciate it. But the likelihood of that is not very good. So you're really just wasting a lot of energy. But more importantly, you're making more lunatics on the other side of your argument. Because people are just too stubborn these days. People cannot see the forest for the trees or whatever the fucking saying is. People are just ready to argue and they're not going to see your point. First of all, you're writing it. And so you know when you read something that tone is completely lost. So even when you're kidding around, somebody's going to read it wrong. It's just such a waste of energy. There's so many more beautiful, wonderful things to spend our energy on. I think I should be too. But I've stopped doing that. I've stopped getting into it with people. Um, except for cranberry sauce. That I'm going to fight to the death. I think it's so stupid. But again, my point is I never really felt that way. I just didn't care about it one way or the other. And you guys have made a hater out of me by calling me names and telling me that it's stupid to not like something. How ridiculous is that? I just don't like it. More for you. Congrats. You can eat it all year round for all I care. It's stupid, but you know what? Have at it. Um, I guess that's my little preach thing for today. Uh, let's see. What do we got coming up? We have, I have a very busy week. Um, I have six comedy shows this week, which seems like a dream. Like that's what I wanted. Um, but I've got, I, um, been going down to New York city regularly, uh, to work at New York comedy club, which I'm super excited about. Um, that's going to be happening more often, I hope. So, um, if you're in the city, please check that out and come meet me. And uh, sometimes there's two shows and I have time in between. So let's grab a, let's grab a latte. Um, tonight at UPH, Universal Preservation Hall in Saratoga, I've got Liz Glazer at uh, Women Aren't Funny. There are some tickets on my website, which is AaronHarks.com, if you don't already know that. Uh, Liz Glazer is hilarious. She's an award-winning comedian. So excited to have her on the show, um, on the show tonight. On the show today, on my podcast, apropos of my show tonight, we have um, Teddy Foster, who runs UPH. Um, she has put together all of the efforts to uh, restore this old, beautiful church and turn it into a venue. And how lucky am I that she likes me? 
you know, because she has really like taken me on and let me do this show there. And um, I just adore her. We've worked really well together the past few months. And I look forward to how much more work we can get done together. So I'm going to let the interview speak for itself. Today's guest on Mistress of None, we've got Teddy Foster from UPH in Saratoga Springs. Um, check it out and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Mistress of None podcast with Aaron Harks. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Mistress of None. This is Erin Harks. I am here today with my guest, Teddy Foster. Hello, Teddy. Hello, Erin. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We are at the beautiful, historic, Universal Preservation Hall here in Saratoga, which is uh, where I am lucky enough to get to work on a monthly basis doing a show here. Um, and Teddy, Teddy brought this whole place to life. And it is gorgeous if you have not been yet. So um, we'll just kick things off right away. Teddy, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, it's interesting. I came to UPH in a very odd way, um, actually as a board member at first. Okay. Uh, and uh, as a fundraiser. And then uh, that was in 2006. And then the recession hit in 2008, 2009. And I lost my job. And I was really upset about that because everybody got laid off. And I missed one board meeting. And at that board meeting, the original board president quit. And they decided to make me board president. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, it one was door weird. opens. Yeah, one, yeah, so here I was, no job, stuck with this building that was a bomb site. It was in really bad shape and trying to figure out where to go from there. So it's been quite a journey. Yeah. yeah, and then, of course, it was pretty much... The paint wasn't even dry, and we were hit with a pandemic. Oh, yeah, that was just such a treat. It was, we after raising all the money and years of reno renovating the place and making it this beautiful spot that it is, uh, we opened on February 29th of 2020 and got shut down 10 days later. Yeah, I was actually here at one of the only events that we got to have yep. here, the uh, Hall of Fame yep. inductions, and uh, I got to host that, which was awesome, but... um. Yeah, you and I had just started talking about the possibility of doing things together. And you were like, my head's not even there yet. I was like, yeah, no problem at all. And then it was like, poof. We were shut down the day after that. Yeah. And it was horrible. It was like the world came to an end. Yeah, it, yeah. in a way it did. Yeah, we were shut down for two years. Yeah. Um, and had to lay off all of our staff. Mm -hmm. It was horrible. I, cry I cried for months. It yeah. was awful. Yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, that night too. Like we, I think... We were still like making light of it, but there was like we were all looking at each other like, eh, I don't think we should, you know, like I told everybody at the beginning of the night, I was like, when you come up, you don't have to shake my hand. You don't have to whatever, right. like whatever you're most comfortable with. Yeah. And, you know, I tried to make it light, but we all knew we knew it, it you know. We were all hoping it would be like six to eight weeks max. Yeah. And then we'd be good. And it just didn't work out that way. It was just... It's it's a past. I don't like talking That's, about okay. it. Okay, you know? <laughs> we got we get the bad shit out of the way, and yeah. now we're going to. Now it's open. It's thriving. Yeah, we're thriving. It's finally we're we're getting there. We've gotten through all of the COVID prevention masks and taking your temperature, and you know it was just rectally. No. <laughs> Thank God, no. I gotta lighten it up. <laughs> Thank God, no. Uh, but we've really uh, come into our own this year. I, it's it's 
been really wonderful. And a lot of the acts that we wanted to get that were more well-known than what we've been having, we couldn't get them because they were still uh, making up their commitments from the pandemic. They mm-hmm. had, you know, they had obligations, but now we've been able to get them. And I have to say, more and more people are coming in here. We're, they're getting to know us. They're coming back. And we've had wonderful shows. We're selling out almost every show. That is so which wonderful. Which is so wonderful. It's just great. It's such a good feeling to finally get like to that point too. After all of the legwork that you've done to like, because I know the first, you know, handful. Just for lack of a better terminology, it's just it's so much hard work to do it. And then after a while, to just kind of be able, like, not that anybody's sitting back, but now like the reputation is there, and now the you know it's established. Yeah. And it's a beautiful venue, and people are finally figuring that out. Yeah, it's very. I'm very hopeful. Let's put it that way. I. Before every show starts, I do a curtain speech, and I always ask by a show of hands, please raise your hand if you've never been in this building or in this room before. And I will tell you, 98, 99% of the room raises their hands. And for the first time, we turned the corner in December that we had one show, I don't remember what it was, but a lot less raised their hand and I was thank you sweet baby Jesus yeah right they're coming back Mm -hmm. yeah so it was really wonderful and the trend is the trend is good yeah yeah that's awesome now of course I waited a solid five minutes before making it about me that's a new record I'm impressed thank Thank you you. I'm very honored well you know I knew I would meet my match today so uh (laughs) no I've, I've just been very blessed to have uh been given the opportunity to host my own show here um Women Aren't Funny. It's a, a monthly comedy series, all women. And the best part about that is watching you get up at the beginning yeah. of every night and ask that and see see your reaction yeah. to it. You got a little comedy in you. I bet yeah. I, I bet if we worked on it, I a bet. A smidgen. I have a smidgen. There's, there's a smidge. <laughs> there's some room there. I think, I think, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but it's great. The first time that you got up, I didn't, I didn't know what, I mean, I've heard you speak before, but there was something different about the first time you got up at like, at our first one in June, mm-hmm. you were like, razzmatazz, yeah. like you were ready to like, <laughs> miss I love an audience. That's what my staff calls me. <laughs> but there was the comedy element this time. Yeah. So there was yeah. a different Teddy that, yeah. night, which I, I, I like I to do that. I do that from this stage too. And, um, it's just, I like to see people laugh. Yeah. Like you. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you can make me laugh, I mean, I'm dead inside. So that's, that's well done. <laughs> oh. uh, so, um. And your show is fabulous, by the way. Well, thank you. People are coming back. We have a lot of repeat people come to it. They love it. Um, I've already got a couple of them from the audience targeted to sponsor this thing in the future. Um, the, it's really a great, it's a great show. And people, and just like date night. Yeah. Date night or girls night out. It's wonderful. And I love that because a lot of times with other venues, not, not to not to name names or anything, but some other venues, they will approach me with the show. And I always say you need like a solid date and there needs you have to give it some time. And I can understand, like, if you're running a business, some places are not willing. They're like, you know, after like four months, they're like, well, it's not. I'm like, you know, can we tough it out? Like with this one, we started it in the summer, which in Saratoga, mm-hmm. come on, it's, yep. you, you don't know how things are going to go. No. You could either be like, 
balls out, no room for anybody, or like a ghost town right? when it comes to inside things. And so I didn't know what kind of chance we were going to have. We did good. We did well, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the winter rolled around and, and it stayed. And now, like, I remember when I was like, okay, like, you know, we're at the six-month mark. Like, when are they going to tell me? And then, like, I get an email like, all right, here's the next year's dates. And I'm like... Like that's, that means a lot to me because that's how the show will thrive and that's how we can continue and make it grow. And I think it's so great to have an outlet to do comedy, but comedy with women mm -hmm. who are sorely misrepresented in, yeah. in the comedy world. And so, they're all hilarious, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we've had some really killer comics come through here yeah we have it's been so fun and the other thing i want to point out is you've got a lot of word of mouth marketing going on because these women are talking about it all over the place and that's what you need yeah yeah and you want and that's why i pride myself on making sure that i do new stuff every time so that people that are going to come back to every show are not going to have to sit through the same thing all the time which is i mean my work's cut out for me and I, yeah. I always say to people i was like it might not be the best 15 minutes you ever heard but it's gonna be completely fresh and new <laughs> i got some good christmas jokes coming up tonight i got some good stuff happening but i mean you've had some other like incredible acts here um you had uh, maria bamford oh, maria bamford was fabulous she was a riot and she worked the room like nobody's business we had uh paul reiser Paul Reiser was so funny. I didn't even th I cried laughing all night. He was really funny. Mm -hmm. um, so we've had some good comedians. I can't remember off the top of my head who else we've had. But And our music acts, the sound in the Great Hall at UPH is superb. I it mean, really it's is. Spectacular. It really is. Um, so grateful for that. And people are loving it. That's awesome. We have a really funny thing, if I can talk about something that's coming up. Of course. Have you ever heard of Tony and Tina's wedding? I've been seeing clips for it. It looks very intriguing. It's good. Yeah, so it's a, it's a show. We have six shows here at the end of January. And when you buy a ticket, you become a guest of the wedding. So you are sitting through the wedding ceremony, and then you become a guest at the reception. It is going to be hilarious. It's like immersive theater. It's so it's it's a it's an Italian wedding and we have Italian food and there's a buffet. Oh wow! It's going to be a lot of fun. And what is the date of that? It's uh, January 18th through the 21st, so it's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and on Saturday and Sunday there's also two matinees. The evening show starts at seven. That's incredible. It's that sounds like be, a lot of fun. Yeah, we've never done it before, and we're very excited to do it. So. Um, I, I can't wait. I think it's going to be a riot. I think I'm off one of those nights. I think I might have to come check that out. I just played an actual Italian wedding just on uh, New Year's Eve. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> like the one side was very Italian and the other side was not. And they were all very aware of each other's oh yeah like ethnicity, I guess. Yeah. So it was like the, the husband side. He kept going like, he's like, well, it's fucking Italians. And I was like... <laughs> That, that's your wife now, pal. That's your life. <laughs> You're in Get it. Get used to it. No, it, they were great though. It was it was a lot of fun. But um, that would yeah, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. Uh, what are like some? I know that we we do um, my show in the community room, mm -hmm. which is um, a beautiful space downstairs. Are yeah, there I like it because it looks like a nightclub. We make it nightclub. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Mm -hmm. are, do you have any other um, like things coming up that you're going to try and do down there? Um, we do, but I don't believe they're confirmed, so I just can't really talk about it yet. But there's a couple of things. Yeah. Um, uh, I mostly 
talk about what's happening up here right now in the, in this great hall. Yeah. So not that that's not enough. I yeah. mean, that's plenty. We have Marshall Tucker coming Ooh. at the end of January, and I think we're about sold out on those. Wow. Yeah. And the Yonder Mountain String Band is coming. It's a bluegrass band. I'm familiar. Uh, they're they're coming, um, selling well. And then if you're into acapella, there's a group called uh, Voces Eight coming in February, which is they're internationally famous and. I think that'll be pretty interesting. Very cool. And I can't remember beyond that right now. No, that's but, fine. I yeah. mean, people know how to look shit up too. So, yep. you know, yep. but uh, beyond that, like, tell us, tell us more about like Teddy Foster outside of, is, is there a Teddy Foster outside of UPH? Yeah, there's a Teddy Foster. So I have two sons that are grown and I have a new grandson who's only eight weeks old that has just become the, uh, the apple of my eye. He's just so adorable. I love him. I'm uh, willing to forgive him for making you miss my show. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it, it was, there, there had to be a choice there, right? I understand. <laughs> yeah. I understand. Um, that's fantastic. But, um, yeah, I love to golf and I love to sail and I, I ride horses, you know. So those are the things I do to keep myself sane. Um, I have wonderful friends. It's, it's, I'm very fortunate for what I'm doing now and who, if I had ever had to write a book about myself, I never would have written it like this. It's yeah. not exactly yeah. how I ever thought it was going to turn out. <laughs> but uh, to be here and be doing this and bringing UPH to UPH is, to Saratoga is so important. Mm -hmm. We're a year-round venue right in the heart of downtown Saratoga. And I believe as things get better and better, we're going to be largely responsible for the long-term economic good health here. That's really the way I feel about it. That's great. Yep. Uh, now, are you like a Saratoga native? No, but I've lived here for over 30 years. I oh, feel like, uh, yeah, I feel like I'm a native and I feel like I belonged here. Where did you live before that? I grew up down in the Hudson Valley in Fishkill, New York. Oh, okay. That's where I grew up. So you've always been in upstate New York kind yep. of gal? Yeah, okay. New Yorker through and through. All right. Yeah. Very so, cool. Yeah. What brought you up here? Marriage. Mm -hmm. Marriage brought me up here. And um, that ended, but <laughs> but I'm still here. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. And you're a snappy dresser. We'll say oh, that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, yes. I, I And I just love that. I couldn't wear your dress. You gave me a dress, a I, beautiful I, red dress. That wasn't what I was getting I know, at, but, but I right. couldn't wear that over the holidays because I ate too much. So... <laughs> I thought it was going to be too big for you. No, no, it's 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 it fits. All right. Well, we're going to find a date night where we both get to get dressed yeah, up. We'll get dressed up. I definitely go. have some dresses that I would love to try on. Yeah, cool. But um, so what's like what's next for you? Are you is this going to be like your focus? Or this is my focus. Um, it's full time. I mean, there's a lot oh, to do for sure. I'm a I'm the main fundraiser for UPH. So and I uh, raise. I raise individual donations as well as sponsorships. So there's a lot going on with that. We are part of the Proctors Collaborative, so I'm also involved involved in helping them raise money. Um, so we have a full staff here now, so I'm not so involved with the operations of the building every day, which is wonderful. So That's that great. allows me to get out and get with people and meet people and get them in here and ask them for some money. Yeah. And yeah. it's nice to delegate the things that yeah. other people can work on and right. you can focus on the thing that you're good at, which is yeah. the, the philanthropic endeavors. Right. Yeah. And it's really uh, a nice thing to be involved with UPH because truly you're getting involved with something incredibly special, you know, that was going to be demolished and here it is yeah. and it's thriving and it's a really special thing to be in you know so that's how I offer it to people 
think I mean, part even of just driving special. up to it. Yeah. Like, I mean, I know that, you know, last month we had a, a, my big show here, mm-hmm. my, my release and everything. But like, I'm always excited to drive up to it. But last month I had like tears in my eyes. Just oh. the way it's all lit up. It just looks so, it's just so beautiful. It's majestic. It really yeah, is. And you approach you. it. And like, when you approach it and then you're like, oh, but I also get to go in it and perform yeah. and like wow so yeah. to be a part of it from yeah. from where you are has got to be yeah it's very gratifying oh yeah really. yeah um i don't even think of it as a church i mean I, when i look at it i don't even see a church anymore i see a performing arts venue yeah you know but it is it's beautiful and the and the lighting you know it was interesting during the pandemic i had people stop me on the street or in price chopper and they would thank me for keeping the building lit because it gave them hope can you believe that? I mean, it's I amazing. I can I can believe that yeah. because, like I said, the 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 feeling that I get looking at it as I'm approaching it, I could see that. So mm-hmm. that's that's wonderful that you were able to provide yeah. that. Yeah, it was just it was like wow, it was yeah, it was crazy. You know, it was just a really nice thing. So. Yeah, it and I mean. I, I'm just in awe of this place and so honored that I get to perform here. So thank you. Well, for, we're honored to have you because you're great. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> well, when you're mentioning your full staff before, I there everybody here is just wonderful. And thank they've you. been incredible to work with, really. Like, you know, a lot of places that I get to work with, like sometimes there's people that make you feel like a priority and people that make you feel like, you know, a nuisance. Right. And I've always felt like a priority here. So I really appreciate well, that. Well, because we want you to come back. You know, we do that, uh, you know, not just with you, Aaron, but with all of our performers. <laughs> no, I don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> but we also feel that way. Uh, we try to take special care for our audience, too, because, you know, I want it to be really nice. I want everybody to have a really good experience here because they could have 10 good experiences and one thing goes wrong and what's the one thing that they're going to talk about right yeah so we try to make sure that everybody has a good experience they feel the love and uh, they enjoy themselves here well i think you are succeeding well, even you. my husband was here last time and yeah. he was like she's pretty cool and he never says a good thing about oh that's <laughs> so nice <laughs> I was like, who? He's like, the woman. When you got there, I was like, Teddy. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, Teddy. The woman. Teddy. I like that. <laughs> well, I mean, he, he's usually on the defense when I'm introducing him to people because he doesn't know if it's somebody that, like, he needs to really meet or if I'm just being mm-hmm. polite. So I've tried to tell him. I'm like, if I'm introducing you to somebody, it means something. Oh, cool. I'm not going to make you meet Obviously, just anybody, because Lord help you, I don't even want to meet these people. You know? So I was like, no, you have to meet Teddy. That's somebody you have to meet. So if you could do anything else in your life, what would it be? Um, uh, if I could do anything else in my life, not for work, you mean, but just, no. Um, I would win the lottery, and I would take my family family and sail away <laughs> to a wonderful uh, tropical island and have a house there and just live. I, I love the ocean. Uh, I think something like that would be really cool. Or Any I, island in particular? Not in particular, no. I'd find one, buy it, and just okay. stay there. Can I come visit that <laughs> yes, island? Yes, you may. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to the Virgin Islands, the uh, British Virgin Islands, and I've seen Necker Island. And uh, Necker Island is a really cool, and it's privately owned. Mm. And it's owned, I can't think of his name right now, but the guy that owns Spirit Airlines. Um, yeah, but anyway, it's beautiful. And yep, that's like my dream. Okay. Yeah, I would love that. Well, as long as I can come with you. That's, you, you may. You may awesome. come. You heard it here. <laughs> I'm invited. So I guess I better start buying lottery tickets then because I don't buy them. <laughs> Not that scratcher either. And I got to get the real, yeah. the legit ones. Well, yeah. thank you so much for, for meeting with me. I know how 
busy you are and thank you for having me here and I can't wait to keep working with you and then move to that island well it's my pleasure I just I love you to pieces I love you you too thank you so much Teddy all right this is mistress of none we've been talking with Teddy Foster at uh, Universal Preservation Hall in Saratoga Uh, you can like listen follow share all that good stuff I will tag her so that you can find her you can go to at uph.org for more information about all of those upcoming shows including mine and uh, we'll be right back thanks you're listening to the mistress of none podcast with Aaron Harks so that was Teddy Foster the director of Universal Preservation Hall up in Saratoga Springs uh, it was lovely to interview her. I do have to apologize. We did the interview a couple of weeks ago, and some of the shows that she mentioned um, have already come and gone. Um, so I do apologize. Um, again, I had a little unexpected hiatus with the uh, with the podcast, so I'm a little late in airing this episode. Uh, But she still has a lot of amazing things coming up. And if you haven't been to the venue yet, check it out. If not tonight, then sometime soon. Because it really is an astonishing, beautiful venue, which I think you will all love. They put together some really fantastic shows. So I want to thank Teddy for coming on the podcast. Uh, Also up this week for me, again, tonight, UPH. Doors at 7, show at 7.30, headliner Liz Glazer. Tomorrow night, I will be in Syracuse at the 443 Social Club and Listening Room. Uh, We're doing comedy there. I've done music there before, but this is my first time doing comedy there. I'm bringing my wifey, Jen McMullen, out with me. Uh, That is at 7 o'clock. Again, all the info and tickets are on my website. Uh, That place sells out, so don't wait on that. Uh, Friday night, we've got Hudson at the Greenport in Hudson. We're doing another show there. We've got headliner Karen Rontowski, who has been on David Letterman, uh, Dry Bar Comedy. She's hands down one of the funniest women I've ever gotten to work with. She's like one of the first three people that I message whenever I get a new venue or a new show. She's tops on my list. And come check that out and see why. Uh, Saturday, I have a show in Schoharie, New York at the Apple Barrel, but it is sold out. So I'm only saying that to brag about the fact that I can sell out a show here and there. So check that out. If you're in any of those areas, come see me. If you're not, share with your friends. I'd love to meet them. Um, Share with your enemies. I'd love to meet them too. As always, please like, listen, follow. Uh, Check out Universal Preservation Hall the website is at uph.org. Hold on one second. I want to make sure I'm saying it. At uph.com. Nope. These nonprofits, man, they confuse me all the time. At uph.org. I'm going to look real quick and see what they have coming up. Ooh, they got Sean Colvin and KT Tunstall. Maybe they need a little other uh, local female opener for that show. That would be really cool to meet up with those ladies. I'm going to throw my hat in there. Uh, They've got some other amazing, really amazing stuff coming up. Uh, Just go to the website, check it out. My show is the last Wednesday of every month at UPH. Uh, If you want to support it, go to the website to find out about how to support 
this great nonprofit. <clears throat> You'll get rewards and stuff for for being a sponsor of this beautiful hall. Uh, check it out. Like, listen, follow. Come see me live. Follow me on all the socials. I'm at Aaron Harks. I really appreciate you guys tuning in. And we will uh, see you next week, if not sooner. Love you all. Bye-bye. You're listening to the Mistress of None podcast with Aaron Harks.